0: Hey guys, this is Rocky and we are here at Terra Ferment, a very special last edition of Thirsty Thursdays for this first season. Um, You know, usually we've been hitting places where they make their own beer, but everybody, almost everybody that we talked to said that we had to come down, talk to Bill at Terra Ferment. Bill, owner, operator of this fantastic place right downtown Springfield. You don't make your own beer, but you source beer from really all over the world, correct?
1: Well, as much as I can. Yeah, I try to to focus on the smaller breweries that maybe aren't getting paid enough attention as far as the the domestic ones, especially the Illinois ones. But then whenever I can, I try to get things from Europe. Uh, So to remind people of the classic styles of Germany and of Belgium and of England, Uh, Wherever I can get them. That was always kind of the goal is to... Two focuses on not forgetting the origins of great beer, but also reminding people that there's a lot of great little breweries out there. And uh, And types of beers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all over. It's all over the map. And also trying to keep the menu representative of a lot of different styles. Yeah. Some of which are uniquely, well, American if not Midwestern even. Yeah. Um, but then those classics, you know, the classic lagers and pilsners of, of Europe, the ales of England when I can get my hands on yeah.
0: them. Yeah. Well, like you said, some of them have been brewing since the 1300s. 1300s, some of That's the German one, ones. That's by
1: monks. I think I've got one up there. There's one, a couple of German ones that are at least from the 1400s. Okay. They've been doing it for a long, long time, so they probably have it right. By <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Down. Still the original guy in the back. Yeah, still He's one old dude <laughs> in the back who keeps
1: all the notes.
0: Um, well, talking about origins, origins, I, I like to talk about or, uh, origins with owners. They're mm-hmm. their origins. So we already kind of talked a little bit about your story, which is super fascinating, but where did this love for beer come from for you? Okay.
1: I think it was just easier than... Drinking something else, you know, you're gonna drink when yeah. you get a certain age, and I wasn't very good at drinking anything stronger. Yeah, um, beer became my thing. So you're not a big liquor drinker. I can't. I have no tolerance for it at all. Well,
0: that's better fruit <laughs> which for which is you. good for yeah. a guy who owns <laughs> a beer bar.
1: Yeah. Um, no, it's it's just something that I didn't grow up around or anything. So probably like. Many people in college, you start drinking beer or, um, just because you do, but then I started discovering that there was more to it than you know, your dad's or your grandpa's beer, and there were yeah. other things out there, and started discovering European things drinking Guinness Stout, things like that, traveling. Did you travel? Because you've been a lot of places around the world. Did you do that to taste beer? Was that kind of your thing, or you were like, I'm getting out of Dodge, and I'm going to drink beer while I do it? Well, it was in some cases. Traveling to the Pacific Northwest uh, was really just because I wanted to go there. I always wanted to go there, but I also then discover this beer movement that was going on there in like the 1980s. Which has now spread across the Which United, you, entire ev- United ev- States. Eventually got to the East Coast and then filtered into the Midwest eventually. And then traveling on my honeymoon in Ireland, it's just inescapable. <laughs> I mean, you're going to drink stout in Ireland. But I did do two, two bicycle tours in Belgium in northern France that is put together by a company called Beer Cycling awesome who is based out of Portland, Oregon a tourist thing like anybody yeah. can do this yes and uh, the owner is from Portland, Oregon and his his uh, European counterpart is Hank, and he lives outside of Amsterdam, and speaks multiple languages. So yeah, they provide the bike, they set up all of your lodging, they have the routes, they make the arrangements with the breweries. You
0: initially wanted to get into brewing yourself, yeah, as a as, as a younger as, man,
1: as all homebrewers <laughs> do. All homebrewers think that they're going to open that brewery someday, and I did too. Yeah, and at a certain point in time, it just I just realized no, no, I'm not going to do that. That's that's more work than I want at my advanced yeah. age.
0: We've talked to different brewery owners around the area, and there's, you know, one of the questions I ask is about obstacles that they go through. Mm. Um, and every one of them had, you know, at least multiple, whether it was construction or distribution issue. you know, there was yeah. always a lot of headaches, and yeah. I totally understand
1: that. Yeah, there's a lot of headaches. There's a lot of regulation. There's a lot of... Uh, yeah, there's a lot more to Balls. do, and it's, yeah, it's not cheap. It's not a yeah. cheap thing to do, and you have to be really good at it, Yeah, or you should be really
0: good at it. Do you have people come in, get blown away by tasting something with actual flavor
1: and density to it? Well, I don't know how, if they get blown away, but I do always have something here for those folks, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I would have a classic German Pilsner Yeah, always on yeah. tap yeah. because you know you want you want the customer to find something yeah there's a lot of deer in the headlights when they look at the screen up there and say uh, and then <laughs> i you know you ask him well what do you usually drink yeah and i'm not going to you know criticize you for what your 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 day in and day out beers i just hope i've got something that might bring you over the main beers in america the the big brewery beers i mean they're all attempts to replicate beers from Germany yeah <laughs> I keep German beers here for that reason because yeah. there's you know if somebody comes in and says they you know they usually drink you know a light beer I can't help you with the calorie part of it but I can help you with something that's gonna at least taste familiar to yeah. you uh, even with the folks who like something like Blue Moon which is based on a Belgian style called a Belgian wit yeah I've, which I love I've got some Belgian wit here, yeah. so I can help you out. But yeah, you usually end up tasting it and it's, and it's like, well, it's not as light or it's not as crisp or something. It's like, well, but it is... The father. It's, it's the predecessor. It is, it is the beer that those beers are trying to emulate. Yeah.
0: Well, let's talk about that. Um I've seen these menus before, but not on any of our Thirsty Thursday runs. They're very, very cool. What are they called again?
1: Uh, the company is called Digital Poor, Digital And they're pour. based in Portland, Oregon. The nice thing, there are other companies that do screens like this the digital pour one is really nice because it's tied to your point of sale and it determines how much is left in your keg based on your sales so the little icon that's up there next to each beer that looks like a keg the different colors dictate how much is left that's so cool. but i mean the kegs for all of this is in the basement i don't have to go down there and guess you just know yeah guess i can look up and say okay pretty soon i'm gonna need something replace this and this and then i can think in the back of my head it's like well what am i going to put there they're tapping soon those are beers that are actually in the cooler waiting so when it comes time to swap out a keg i go on my laptop and i say, well I'm, i want to move this one that's on deck into this tap number in about oh, i don't know 30 seconds it's on the screen and then in about another 30 seconds it's in the point of sale. And it's a it's a really
0: clean cool looking presentation. Yeah.
1: And it's just interesting to see how much beer is left in the keg.
0: For yeah. like as the consumer, I find that interesting yeah. to see.
1: And and for the folks who, you know, follow their beers on Untapped, if you if you check into your beer, it'll show up On the screen. Well,
0: let's talk quickly about Prairie Schooners. You two have a little bit of a history with them. That was a big kind of commonality between a lot of the breweries here uh, that we talked to. Want to go into just a little bit about your involvement with them?
1: When I started home brewing, which was as a result of going somewhere that had really good beer in uh, in Oregon, I found out you know that there was also a local club, and this was a long, long time ago, and uh, and then the club kind of dissolved and then it started up again and uh, decided to start getting into it again. My daughter was of an age that I could actually do it. Yeah. um, Because I had no time to do Home Brewing for a while and got back into it and um, did something that 's not all that hard to do is rise up in the ranks of the prairie schooners and I was the the president of the club for several years nice and um, and um, with the schooners, I also got very involved in you know doing style presentations that was It was a thing that I got into a lot longer ago than I thought. Mm-hmm that I wanted to understand particular styles both as a brewer but also the history of it and things yeah. like that. I would also occasionally put together uh, trips uh, for the schooners where we would do a day trip take the first train to Chicago and the last train back nice. and, and spend eight hours in Chicago going to different breweries and stuff like that's, that. So, that's so no it was a place that inspired me to push further and and then st- taking classes at Siebel and traveling
0: well for those of you who don't know what Siebel is because I didn't pretty intense
1: beer, it's a beer it a
0: workshop or? it's a
1: beer it's a it's actually a beer school in Chicago that was founded I believe in like the 1870s it's oh the oldest God. oldest one in the US and pretty well respected. In wine, you have the sommelier. Is there a beer version of the sommelier? There is. There is. And um, it's called a Cicerone. A Cicerone. It started in Chicago. Let's talk about how do you curate your taps? Um, Most of it is pre-COVID. The idea was to have, uh, I have 24 taps. The idea was to have 12 European taps and 12 domestic taps. And the domestic ones... Without trying very hard, ended up being almost all Illinois or Midwestern, which just worked out well. Once COVID hit, a lot of breweries stopped kegging beer. They hmm. started canning and bottling more. So now it's a mishmash. I mean, there are still some I can get, some are coming through. And luckily, it's some of the ones that help out with that. You know, what do you have that tastes like Bud Light? Yeah. I can say, well, I've got a German Pilsner or I've got this and that. Uh, there's a wonderful place in Chicago called the Pilot Project where brewers get to get their start on somebody else's system.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: So I can go to Pilot Project and pick up beers from like three, four, five new
0: up starts. Do you, you have beers here at Terraferment that you can't get anywhere else in Springfield, I would assume? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a big draw of this
1: place. I mean, you know, beer is great. Beer brings people together. I mean, you've got Anvil and Forge is a block one direction. Buzz Bomb is a block another direction. Oben and Isaac's a couple blocks this direction. Those guys come in here and drink beer too. Yeah. Which is really nice because they want to see what else is out there too. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, for me, this is a lot more fun.
0: Well, I have... A question for you. I mean, you've traveled the world. You've had a lot of different kind of beer. In all of your travels, Bill, did you ever have one of those moments where you either had that kind of beer you were always wanting to go for and mm. never had, finally had it, or you I'm took sure. a sip and you like had that like lights get brighter moment?
1: Oh, many, many. There have been many times when I've tried something. I mean, from the beginning. You know, the first time to Oregon, it was all just a revelation. Mm, But even since then, and since, you know, I studied about beer and learned about beer, um, there have been beers that have just, you know, made me think, okay, I know nothing. (laughs) Everything I thought I knew, this changes this for me. And I can think of one uh, in particular that I always have on tap here is a, a style from Belgium called a Flanders Red. It's a slightly tart, um, not sour like the American sour beers are. Right,
0: which I, I don't have the palate for those.
1: Yeah, to it's, me, they, they overwhelm my palate so quickly that I don't taste right. anything else that's in it if it's there. Right. The Flanders Red, I mean, every batch takes three years to be ready <laughs> because it's aged. <laughs> But it's this interesting, and it is a beer, there is no fruit in it, but it has a tartness that reminds you almost of wine. That's yeah. exciting,
0: and that's, you know, it's cool that that's something that can keep you going. You
1: know, you guys, we've talked to five other breweries,
0: all of them are awesome, and all of them have their own draw, and their unique style, and, um, you know, tastes, but what's cool about Terra Ferment is everything is so well curated, the education there is crazy, the beers that you're going to get here, you won't get anywhere else, so you have to come to downtown Springfield, and you have to check it out. So where can they find you? You know, if you have Facebook, website, anything like
1: that. Um, primarily, there's uh, Facebook pages where I do most of my... Announcements of things that are coming up. There's an online store. As oh, well. there is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, th- and there's a link to it from the Facebook page, so you can order anything here except for the draft beers. You can order it to go. Uh, I'll do curbside if you want me to come out. What yeah. are your hours? Right now, the hours are and. In- Old man hours. Um, I am open Wednesday and Thursday from four to eight. Okay. I am open on Friday from four to 10 and I'm open on Saturday from one to 10.
0: Bill, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time and talking to us. Uh, This is our last one for the series. This was a great Thirsty Thursdays. Terra ferment downtown Springfield.